Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Greetings and Merry Christmas. It is Friday, December 16, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams, also sponsored by Elijah List, which was here just first. And then we added Elijah Streams, which is what you're watching right now. Uh, Christmas is getting closer. Got my Christmas tie of candy canes. By the way, whoever sent this to me, thank you very much. I've had it for a few months. Uh, so someone looking forward sent this to me. I appreciate it. I got a couple of Christmas ties. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, this is a great uh, season. I'm very, very optimistic. Uh, every once in a while, we hear someone say, you know, bring on some more hope and less red pilling. And we actually are looking into doing a little less red pilling. We've been pretty strongly red pilled. Um, and Johnny and I were talking about this yesterday. We don't want to see it be like the 10 spies only reporting the bad news. And this is the giants are huge. So we, you may see us kind of pull back on some of that intense stuff. You've heard enough. Uh, that doesn't mean we won't still bring on some, we will still be bringing on prophets and patriots and doing some red pilling with things you don't yet know. But we are absolutely uh, led by the Lord to keep everyone encouraged because that's what the Lord wants. The book of Hebrews says, as long as it's called today, as long as it's called today, and it's never not called today, as long as it's called today, encourage one another. So we we intend to do that. That's a biblical emphasis. So uh, if we get if we ever get stuck in and start discouraging you by by inadvertently praising the enemy for the bad things he's doing, you know, you're welcome to call us up short of that. We do need to do some red pilling, but mainly we need you to be hearing the prophecies and prophetic about what God is going to do along with our prayers. And yeah, sure. We need to be uh, involved in it, but I wanted to say that. All right. With with that in mind, we're going to bring on uh, Donay here, Donay Clement Petruska. Talk about Kim Clement, but first, here's a spot about the well. So good, and I appreciate it, especially in these last few days. We're about two weeks out from the end of the year. And for those that want certain tax receipts for their year in giving, you didn't know where where to sow those dollars that you intended to sow before the 31st. Uh, we appreciate that very much. You can either go to the donate link below by typing in lightestreams.com slash donate, or there's the address. How do I see that? There you go. I can't do that. Uh, to, you can mail a check there. As long as it's postmarked by December 31st, you would get those donations for your year in taxes. We appreciate that so much. God appreciates that so much. So, all right, we're ready to go with Donay. So without further delay, here is Donay Clement Petruska. Hey, Donay, um, how are you? Thank you for having me on. I'm doing good today. Doing yeah, good. I really like your tie, Steve. I oh, really thank like you. It. Yeah, I wish I could tie. remember who sent it to me. That's all, all I noticed is thank you, whoever did send it. I wasn't sure if you could see the candy canes, but you there can. it is. All right. Well, listen, hey, speaking of Christmas, I told you just before we came on, I wanted to share what I, what my experience was with Kim because I've been at his house both when y'all lived in Texas and when you all talk like y'all probably, <laughs> and then in California. But in, in Texas, I went there. I don't know what year it was, probably two thousand and four, yeah, or probably. somewhere around there. And 
And it was October, and I walk into his house, and there was a massively huge Christmas tree decorated perfectly. Um, and it was amazing. I thought, man, it's October. What's is that? Was that typical for the Clement family? My mom. That's my mom. Okay. My dad too. He was dad was all about it. And mom and dad just love Christmas time, you know, because we have a big family. So yeah. we always had a lot of fun on Christmas. We cook delicious things and everybody wow. eats and we give each other presents. And um, so that time, you know, aside from the fact of the reason for the season, you know, obviously the most important being the birth of Christ. Uh, yeah. But uh, also just the family time. We really, yeah. we really just get, and my dad was such a festive person, so put my mom and dad together. That house was just all Christmas. And then dad would dress up like Santa Claus. Oh, he would. Awesome. He hated Santa Claus though. He didn't like Santa Claus. He used to call <laughs> one Satan Claus. He didn't like him. Well, why did he dress up like Santa if he, he hated the kids? Because he would dress up in a big Santa suit. And you know what? I think he liked the dressing up part, but he would yeah. dress up in the Santa suit and then he would stuff himself with pillows from <laughs> the fake beard. And then he'd come out with a bag and give each gift, uh, kid a gift on Christmas yeah. Eve. So well, I went, when I was in your house, a huge part of the Christmas. When I was in your house in um, in California, uh, I remember we went out there, and that was when you had you had a Belgian Malinois mm -hmm. dog, I think, at that time, which is a very expensive dog. I understand he later donated that uh, to someone, if I remember that right. But I remember it was after one of his events, I think, when he was doing that weekly thing called Secrets. Yes, he met there in a Simi Valley somewhere in that area, and. And I just remember it being like a, how would you do a noisy household with all kinds of chatter going on, right? Like noisy, full, chaotic, but it was joyful. Yes, it was. It was a joyful home. And just, you know, we're, if you look at my dad and his personality, we're a bunch of loud mouths, <laughs> really um, uh, open people. So you, you get 10, there's 10 kids all together. Wow. Are they there really? Five more. They had five kids. I was the first of the five natural. And so uh, obviously getting that many people together, you're going to have noise and then you get them. They're all Clements. Yeah. <laughs> no, noise and someone's screaming over here and someone's laughing over there, but it was just, just fun. Always fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause we, some people would think, well, Kim Clement, the amazing prophet, which he was, but he was Kim, the dad, who also, right? So yes, he was. He was the best. I used to say to him every year at his birthday, at Father's Day, I would say, "I am just so grateful to God for giving me the the best dad in the world." And I always, oh, nice. and even one year we did videos for him for his birthday, and everybody did the video. And in the video, I said, "I have the best dad in the world," and I really did. I really did. He was a great dad, and so all the prophetic stuff was kind of secondary to us you know dad was dad and then he prophesied but he wasn't walking around the house prophesying it wasn't like that he was just regular at home uh now he would see things and he'd share it with us but it wasn't uh it wasn't like this huge big deal it was just sort of like oh god showed me this now and we were just so used to it we were just like oh that's interesting but as we got older and I can speak for myself here, but I know it's the same for my siblings. As we got older, it sort of dawns on you. Oh, other people's dads don't do this. Yeah, and when you ask, what does your dad do for a living? It was always a kind of awkward, especially if the people were not Christians or if you didn't know them. 
then you're having to step out and say, well, well, my dad's a prophet. It would be weird. So he would tell us, well, look, if you don't want to talk about it, just say I'm a preacher or say I'm a musician. So sometimes we would, because it is such an unusual thing. I mean, I'm sure you've talked to Kat Kerr and Robin Bullock and Amanda Grace. These other people also, I'm sure, have a similar issues when you're out in the world that if you're willing to sit and explain to someone every time they ask you that then good but sometimes <laughs> you just say he's, he's, he's a, a musician yeah. he was a preacher and he was a musician yeah and it's the same. More interested you could say. and it's the same you know in, in in our relatives of course i don't call myself a prophet although i'm a prophetic person but uh you know i don't say that our sides of the family I have a prophetic ministry. Very rarely, you know, now I'll say, they'll say, well, what are you doing? Which is very rare for anyone to ask what it is we're doing because they don't want to know because they don't believe in this stuff. They kind of know on the side. So they now are beginning to know me as the guy who has uh, wells dug in Uganda. And that's fine because that's it gives nice. me a, it gives me a place to go instead of conversations that they don't want to have anyway. So it's, yeah, so it's interesting. That's what they see when they see it. So it's fascinating. Well, listen, we got lots of videos to run. I'm going to turn that over to you and enjoy it along with everybody else. We both have the same notes of which videos. So take it away, Dale. Yeah, so what I've done this time, now, last time I was on, I did play a, few, a couple of these, but I'm going to play them again because uh, uh, they're not very long, and that way you can see... Um, the way the Trump prophecies all came out. Good. But also where this all kind of starts, which goes back to 90, the summer of 1996. And my dad was in, um, um, I believe he was in Michigan, uh, and he prophesied 9-11. And uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth because I think he might have actually been in Canada. No, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't. He was in Michigan. So 1996, uh, he had been going to Dearborn, Michigan and doing these, what he called the Gathering of the Dangerous, G-O-D, Gathering of the Dangerous. And they were incredible meetings that he was doing, just really laboring in that region. And in the middle of that, he saw 9-11. And then later on, um, when 9-11 happened, he actually didn't even remember it. Someone wow. who had been in the meetings and transcribed the prophecies called and said, you actually prophesied this. And he didn't, he didn't even realize it at first. Next thing, the FBI showed up at his house and wanted to know, why did, why did you know? And so they searched oh, the house. Oh, really? They did? Yes. There was a whole ordeal. My grandmother was upstairs. She did not know that the FBI, it was the FBI because they were having the air conditioner people come to fix the air conditioning. So an FBI agent went into the room she was in and she said, oh, it's up there in the vent. <laughs> <laughs> and they went running into the vents and she thought he was the air conditioner repair guy it was the fbi but uh, at the end of it they realized dad didn't know anything there was no way he could have known there was no way uh uh you know he, he just had gosh he didn't even remember it but it's so incredible and uh if you listen to the prophecy a lot of people will listen to the first part of it and then kind of skip over because you, you you're sort of like oh, he just saw 9 11 and, and you, you your mind kind of goes there and you kind of lose the end of it so i encourage people to listen to all of it <laughs> and then um at the very end of this sequence of videos you're going to see our most recent one which we played for you last time but i want you to pay attention to the date so good. let's watch that and then when we come back i'll i'll explain okay all it. right good here we go there has been a terrorist act and will be another. 
For the Spirit of the Lord says America will retaliate. But God says even as they retaliate with natural weapons of war. And they say we will go to the place of the east and we will go and we will bring them down for what they did to our people as they flew in the air of a long island. But the Spirit of the Lord says another will take place. But God says the retaliation will not be right. It will not be of my spirit. It will be a wrong decision. But God says the saints of the Lord, of the Most High God, will begin to pray. And yet God says I will strike down the God of the east. I will bring something to pass very soon. I have told you about it. The very God of the East, the very King of the East, the very Prince of the East, the one that waged a war against America. I spoke about the mother of wars, for God says this is going to be the mother of wars. It's 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 going to be the mother of wars. Say to be the mother of war. Say to be the mother of war. Spirit of God says. My people have cried. My people have cried out for an answer. And this is what I have to say, says the Spirit of Life. A veil has been placed upon this nation, and I did it. I did it. So that for a season, my people would wonder. And faith would increase. For in darkness faith grows. In despair faith grows. I did it. But now my fury has ended. Hear me. For I have found a man after my own heart. I have found a man after my own heart and he is amongst you. He is one of the brothers but singled out for presidency of the United States of America. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. No, you didn't hear me. Trump shall become a trumpet. Are you listening to me? I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet. I will be a praying president, not a religious one. For I will fool the people, says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. God says, the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say he has hot blood for the spirit of God says yes he may have hot blood but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way and the economy of this country shall change rapidly says the Lord of hosts listen to the word of the Lord God says I will put at your helm for two terms a president that will pray but he will not be a praying president when he starts I will put him in office and then I will baptize him with the Holy Spirit and my power says the Lord now God says a president that I will bring into the White House and they will say he is ungodly he does not know God 
But ah, ah, even as Jesus disguised himself for the great feast, so I have disguised this man's heart. And when he comes to the White House, not only shall he be mine, but he shall pray as a man that has never prayed in the White House. Is anybody excited about this? That same man, that same man says the Spirit of God shall put his feet onto this platform and God says they will say, how did this take place? Laws shall change. Young men and young women shall have access into the kingdom and with authority into politics and with authority into the industries that now have been controlled by darkness because of this man that shall rule for another two terms, for two terms. God said, do not fear. For the Lord says there will be no unnecessary, unnecessary stuff. But there will be things that men shall question. Fear not, for he shall sit in that seat and suddenly my spirit shall come upon him and baptize him with a fire and with anointing, says the Spirit of the Lord. Come on! No more war. 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 No more. Come on. You listen to me. Wow. Danae, wow. So I wanted you to watch it that way because look how look how it went full circle there. He's he's just seeing. And, and this is the thing that's really gotten my attention. That's why I looped it like that. Mother of all wars. Mother, yeah. of, mother of wars. Because if you look back, it's just pre-9-11 actually. But if you look back, um, uh, look at the wars that have happened. He also particularly said the retaliation to 9-11. He was seeing 9-11, the planes flying over Long Island. And he said, the retaliation will not of my spirit it will be a wrong decision yeah yeah and people you know even we didn't even think about it it was just sort of like oh he prophesied 9-11 so many years past you think you know it and then you listen again and oh, mother of wars and then there's the the guy from iran i never forget i never remember his name threatening the mother of wars like that and then trump's response so that's why i put that there that's and so then weird. if you look through the videos 2007 so this is this would have been right when Obama was coming in. So dad had already prophesied the first African-American president. Okay. So then this is now Obama's already coming in and he said Trump's name. And within it, uh, from February to June and it's June 17th, that period of time, he was seeing this president and he actually saw Trump. Trump is the trumpet. He's the president. He's building the walls of protection. All those things we saw happen. He prophesied that in 2007, it is impossible. I've spoken to Eric Trump myself, and I know 100% that they were not even planning for Donald Trump to run for president. Wow, really? They, that was not even in their sphere of imagination that this would happen. So he that's what was so surprising for him from a personal, so I get that personal perspective a little bit now that I've met him and, and gotten to, to speak to him, um, is that, Yes, they did not know that their dad was going to do this. There was no plan for this in 2007. So the fact that my dad saw that blew the Trumps away. <laughs> yeah. I so, got to ask, 
Go ahead. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So, yeah, it's a, uh, um, if you look at the sequence of dates, though, it's, a, from, it's February, April. I did them backwards just because the trumpet, the trumpet is a shorter prophecy. But they were all in that little block of time. There. So there's the things that he was seeing, but also the dates and the places. So in when he was prophesying Trump, Oh, no, no. When he prophesied in February of 2007 uh, about the president with the walls of protection and the economy, he said, you will have at your helm for two terms a president who will pray. He will not be a praying, be a praying president when he starts. I, I want to get a comment on that because, you know, your dad, Kim, I, I was with him in um, TBN one time and I was talking about something. I was talking about Hannah's who was pregnant with a with her first child. And, mm. I, and she, I started to say, I said the gender wrong, or I we, no one knew the gender at that time. And I said it and I said, oh, well, wait a minute. I, that can't, that's probably not even true. And Kim called me up. He said, no, Steve, whatever comes out of your mouth first, don't do, don't correct it. And he corrected me. Now I want to, having said that, this particular video I find very intriguing because when he was prophesying two more terms, something came out of his mouth that he corrected himself, which he did what you told me not to do. He said, there'll be two more terms. And then he stopped and he said, there'll be two terms. The first thing out of his mouth, there'll be two more terms. I I don't particularly think that's a coincidence. I think that was a prophetic word. About the same way when I saw that, that video. It's, the, it's very interesting you noticed that because I did too. I was, I thought that was a little slip. And that would happen yeah. with him sometimes where he, he would, something would come out of his mouth and I think he would just, think what have I just said and sort of I should fix that maybe I'm wrong you know he would have that little moment because uh you can see he cor- sort of corrected him two more terms like he didn't understand but at the time would he he wouldn't have now we that makes sense to us so I yeah. think you're right you know he said he said two more terms for two terms yes exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly what you mean yeah. And I noticed that too, because that's that new one. Well, we say new one. Uh, we It was there. We just didn't realize. Uh, and that's what would happen sometimes is because he would be prophesying about other things and then something would come out or he'd be in the middle of doing something else, not prophesying. He'd be taking an offering. He'd be praying. He'd be doing something else. And it would just come to him. And so um, I would pay extra attention to those. Like yeah. for the Supreme Court, when he prophesied, uh, he was prophesying about no longer will your children be your food. You will not take them. You will not use them and take them out of the womb anymore. And then right after that, in the moment, he sees highest court in the land. And he's shouting, what is the highest court in the land? And they're shouting, the Supreme Court. He said, two will step down from the embarrassment of what will happen. Gee. Not that yet, but we've seen the abortion, the Roe versus Wade now overturned and handed back to the states. So I, I, I believe that in him, that's why he saw those sequentially as well. Now, these are things that there's no way he could have planned that. No. There's no way anybody could. That's, <laughs> it, it just, it, to me, it's just, it, it just shows me how amazing God is and how yeah. he works. It's so cool. Yeah. Because also when he saw those two terms, the first time that year that he saw the two terms, he was in Maricopa County. He was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, wow. That's right. We're all this. We've seen the two terms in the place where we've had such a struggle. We're still having that struggle in, yeah. in that county. 
And so uh, that's not for no, no reason either. And it was actually Delora O'Brien who first noticed that and told my mother and I. And we had her come right on the broadcast. We were, Delora, oh my goodness, Delora, I can't believe you figured this out because we didn't even notice. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole thing. It's almost like it was an inadvertent. Well, it's almost like she picked a calm. It wasn't intentional. I mean, she just discovered it and you go, yeah, <laughs> you know, of course, you know. And God's doing this. God yeah. is doing this. And you were saying, so you were right earlier, you said it's not only important to what the date is, where this happened, or, you know, what, you know, where was the person? And Kim was the same. By the way, I have to keep commenting on this every couple of shows that not only was he an amazing prophet of God, and I believe he's still prophesying from heaven, but, but your dad had such, you know, I know he's dad to you, but his presence that he had, he had a presence that you were glued to his prophecy he, he you know if I, I you know to say he looked good prophesying is is an understatement he looked he was anointed uh, with the presence when he was under that you know and then maybe he goes back to being a dad and there's no anointing particularly but when he was up there wow I mean no, such no, that, authority. Would carry, that would carry it would happen and then he would come home and he'd still be sort of in that state so w when that would happen he would be picking things up all the time Really, he'd right. just he'd be in the present still. He'd come out of a meeting for the rest of the night, sort of. Uh, you could definitely tell, and there was a presence he just had. Like, yeah, he could walk. You you may not know who he was and never seen or heard of him before, and he walk into a room and you'd know. People would look at him like, "Is that someone? Is he famous?" <laughs> they would know. Why do I know this guy? <laughs> what is yeah. it? And God needed a person like that, especially if you think about the time we live in, because everybody's online now. Everybody's got a social media profile and, you know, that's a lot of people and God needed someone who would stand out. And so you do have this dramatic musician and it's that there's a whole presentation going on, which yeah. is just dad being dad, but that's yeah. what God needed because it got people's attention. If he had just been quiet, the person would think, Oh, it's going to be a trumpet. Nobody yeah. would have heard him. Yeah, exactly. In this day and age, you needed someone. And, and, and he was, un, and when he was under that anointing, he talked about he will be a man after my own heart. And I'm going, yeah, totally. He's no matter what people. I remember when Trump first, when the election was first stolen, people would say, uh, over and over, people would say, well, the, you know that God just did that because he was claiming to, Trump was claiming too much. Uh, he was being too. He was claiming this was his or this was he wasn't giving God credit. That was never true. He was always giving God credit. He'd point to this guy and he'd say, he's the boss. And he'd hold up the Bible. Oh, yes. And it was a brand new baby Christian back then. And sometimes it looked corny the way he said it. But he was already heading towards the anointing. It's just like like your dad probably he won't be a praying man when he when he enters, but he will be, you know, so amazing. And then again, on the, when, on, the, on the June 17th, one from the same year, he said, they'll say he does not know God, but ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have God has Yeah. Yes, he does. And it's, you know, God can use anyone he wants. He can use it. My dad always used to say he can use a donkey if he wants. Balaam's donkey. Yeah. So, it, you know, uh, I think it's sort of all of these things are ne necessary. Uh, dad was in China. I have footage of dad in China talking about he saw, um, that what happened in the 80s with Ronald Reagan would occur again. And that God would need a kind of Ronald Reagan to take care of the situation. And people have compared Trump to, to Ronald Reagan yeah, yeah. Um, because of the outsider thing. And I think that's the most important part about this is that 
someone who was not is not a career politician who goes does everything all the other politicians do and he grew up knowing what politicians do this is the thing about all these young people i see around me that just trust blindly and I, i'm thinking when we were growing up we all knew politicians were liars and they would scheme and they'll say whatever they can to get your vote and so i think that you see the danger to this younger generation and that they're just believing it mm. but at the same time i said to my husband back in 2016 17 uh, it just occurred to me i said to him you know they're pushing all of this stuff down the throats of these young people and what do young people do they rebel so inherently they're supposed it's, i think it's a part of growing up it's like the leaving the nest yeah. thing that teenagers and young people rebel against authority on on in the majority so you're kind of seeing this weird thing happen also People on the left who used to be so anti-corporate still go on about that, but they've teamed up with all these corporations. It's just everything is so chaotic, you know. Um, but anyway, back to back to to this because I, I want to show you guys these next two videos. Yeah. To make sure you have time for this because this is something else I found, and I, I, I'm rediscovering. You know, I I put a, a new timeline in the title of the video I released recently. Uh, just so that people know, because there's a lot of people didn't know my dad before. And yeah. some people say, well, I saw that footage live, but there's a lot of people who didn't. And so I'm having to try to kind of weigh out. And every time I present something to remember, there's new people, new people, new people. And that they also get to see this stuff. Because lots of there, there were the people who watched my dad when he was alive who saw this stuff live. And that's a great thing because it, that's a person who is attesting to what that happened as well. They can say, I saw that live. Yeah, And that helps, you know, um, but what I found was footage of dad with Sunil, uh, who used to do, for anybody who doesn't know, Sunil used to work with my dad and do code breakers. Right. And so he would analyze stuff dad was prophesying and look for it in the news. So I've continued code breakers. Dad originally had wanted me to be part of the code breakers team. Oh, wow. But I had two babies back to back, so I couldn't do too much yet. And then he got sick when my son was little. And so I never got to do the code breaking the way he had sort of wanted me to do it. So I've taken that now. So like what we're doing right now is code breaking. You know, we've, yeah, seen, yes. we've seen locations. We look, we're analyzing what's happening now and what was prophesied. And so I found footage of dad. And the interesting thing about this, he's going to tell, he's going to say it in the video, but I'll just, I'll just preface it with this, is that he was supposed to be in New York. Again, we've got places and dates. He was supposed to be in New York the week prior. So this is June 16th of 2015 that was the day trump announced that he was going to run for president oh. and i found footage of dad actually flying into new york that day and he didn't know trump was going to do that that day and he was supposed to be there the week before but something went wrong i forget what it was but something went wrong and they had to postpone the trip so they ended up landing in new york when donald trump announced wow to see for president and so I have that to show you. And then also the one after it, look at the date. And it's dad praying for Trump. So let's play those two videos, um, which I believe are five and six. Okay, um, here we go. Greetings, everyone. Uh, it's so interesting to be uh, uh, a prophet. But honestly, when uh, you see what's unfolding, I'm standing on the, on the airport right now about to leave for New York. And um, I'm going to tell you, it's just uh, amazing what's unfolding already. God told me to go to New York, um, and I shared, of course, before that 
when the Spirit of God leads you, even as Paul was led, sometimes it's not very clear. Uh, but the dates changed slightly for New York, and um, just before uh, before I left, I said uh, to my team, I need to uh, meet with some leaders, and uh, specifically felt that I should meet with uh, Donald Trump. Felt strongly about that, and uh, we're about to leave now, and I found out that he's just announced that he is going to run for president. That is important to me, because when the Lord leads me to put my feet on the ground, in any region, there must be a reason for it. Sunil, um, I don't know what your feelings are, but you're standing with me just before we get on the flight. Maybe you can just share a little bit. Kim, I think it's uh, simply amazing to me how events suddenly align and orchestrate themselves to coincide with your boots hitting the soil of New York. You know, I'm, I'm being told by our team who's updating us now about Donald Trump announcing his candidacy for president that the, the motto he's using is Make America Great Again. And you're going to the very soil where 9-11 took place. Before I left to come to New York, I started getting a, um, I want to say a burden, but a, to pray for, uh, for, for Donald Trump. Um, not that I have any particular uh, affection for him in any way, but I felt that uh, with all the changes that have taken place in his life, uh, I don't know much about him, but that he is so really standing for Israel, standing for the Christians. He was even in the uh, uh, the Israel, uh, the big parade they just had. Um, he was chosen as, what do they call him, the Marshal? Grand Marshal. Grand Marshal. I mean, that's quite a statement for Donald Trump to be in the, in the huge parade representing Israel. And then his statement that he's made before about how he would stand with the Christians. Um, so I really started getting a burden, and, and uh, the Lord started speaking to me and saying, look, put a word together for him. I hadn't completed it, but I knew that I had to be in New York at this time. Now, you know, we planned this, and we were supposed to be here last week. Uh, things changed, and so we left on the 16th. Well, as you know, on the 16th when I left, he made his big announcement. So by the time my feet hit the ground, He'd made the announcement that he's going to run for president. Now, right behind me, you see the Trump Towers. Right behind me, you, you see a statement of man that has been successful in his business career, in his, in his career. He's been through hardships. But the Spirit of the Lord told me to, to come and stand here and to speak the truth over this, over this nation, especially New York. You know what? You need somebody at the helm that feels the same way. Someone that's saying, make America great again. So we pray for you, Donald Trump. We pray that the will of God be done for the United States of America and in your life. And we pray, Lord, that your will be done, that you will show us what the future is clearly as we stand here in New York. New York, once again, you have been chosen to do something great. And so, Lord God, I pray for this, for this, for the city that we're standing in and the many, many areas that you showed us would be attacked on the streets again. I pray for your will to be done and for your kingdom to come. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, you know, I got to comment on that. He, you know, right now, we all, most of us patriots, we have an affection for Donald Trump. But back then, he's going, not that I have an affection for Donald Trump. He was way at the beginning and he prophesied it because he was told to prophesy it. And he heard that. But it wasn't that he, ha he couldn't, he loved this man. He, he, he was very clear about that. No, I never had a conversation about Donald Trump with my dad, not ever, not once. 
Wow. Except for until he until that. When that happened, uh, he was texting me. This is afterwards now. He'd gone, he'd gone to New York and he'd come back. And it was not long, because you have to realize now that was June of 2015. In September of 2015, my dad had the first stroke. Okay. He wow. Never prophesied again. He never was publicly went or was seen in public again, really. You could say on the stage. I mean, yeah. going back and forth to hospitals, and he was very ill. And for whatever reason, he was stopped, you know, um, but he was on his way and he had texted me and said, this is the only time we ever talked about it. And I actually have it in my text messages where he texted me and he said, I'm going to go and meet Donald Trump in September. I'm going to go meet him. And at that time, you know, uh, Donald Trump, he does that show. Okay. I didn't even, I don't think I even knew he was running for president. I had, I was barely sleeping. I had two babies. I had them back to back for 17 months apart. So I didn't sleep at all. And so at that time, I really wasn't paying attention to politics. It didn't really matter to me. Um, uh, not that it didn't matter. I just, it wasn't a priority at the time. Sure. So, oh, cool. You're going to meet Donald Trump. My dad met lots of famous people, lots of people. Um, so, oh, great. You're going to meet Donald Trump. That's cool. And then he was stopped from meeting him. Yeah, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what to think of that except for I do know, and I've told you this before, I believe, about Richard Gray prophesying over dad. Yeah. This is this is not judgment. This is martyrdom. So people came to me. That was a fascinating. Did he say that? on That's not what happened. Did he say that this is not judgment? Did he say that after dad had a stroke or before? The day before. Wow. It was the last broadcast my dad was ever on, and it was at the very end of the broadcast. Yeah. Richard Gray is a prophet from South Africa. Yeah. I would I would recommend you if you haven't ever had him on, have him on because this guy is whew, he's good. Wow. He said my name in the prophecy. He said Donna, and I was at home. I wasn't even at the broadcast, and Dad had kept saying to me, "I want you to come," and I couldn't come. So I said, "I can't come, but I'm going to watch." Okay, I'll be watching live. So I did. I watched live, and Richard Gray, in the middle of prophesying over my mom and dad, saying to my dad, "They'll say this is judgment, but it is not judgment. This is martyrdom." That is, that is huge. Is so, he, uh, by the way, is he a known prophet or is he kind of a hidden, you know what I mean? He's kind, kind of, of more hidden. hidden. He's okay, from cool. South Africa, from Durban. Yeah. Came from the same church dad was raised up in, in uh, the Durban, wow. which is now the, the Jesus Dome. Well, I remember that. that. I remember that show. I can't remember if I saw it live or, or the next day as a replay. Uh, but, you know, and then he, he came up on the platform. The show was kind of over or something. And he, he, he raised your dad's hand and hooked it up. With, was it with your mom? Yes. Okay. And what, and that was when he, how, what would he say when he, he, he took he, the mantle. You know, my dad always wore the blue. Yeah. This blue guy. Well, he always wore the mantle. mantle. 2009 yeah. on he did. And the, he took my dad's mantle and he wrapped my mom and dad's hands together and held them up and then prophesied over them. And then, then he finished that. And then he said, Donna, your daughter Donna. Now I'd never met him. So I'm thinking, who's this guy? I'm watching live and I'm going, what is this? Why is he saying my name? And he was talking about, I would do all these things and I would stand amongst the mighty and I would be a voice and all this stuff. And I'm going, at that time, I didn't go on camera ever. Yeah. You know that, Steve. I was the behind the scenes. I, right. I worked in the office. I edited for dad. I helped him write books. I was not the camera person. That only happened when dad got sick because Someone had to update the people on what was happening. 
uh, to dad, like, you know, what happened to Kim Clinton? What's going on? So I would update them every week. And over time, we built a relationship, me and the House of Destiny people that wasn't there before. And so I just, you know, after dad passed away, mom and I weren't sure what to do with the ministry. But we thought, well, well let's just, you know, just see where God takes this. You know, we worked so hard at all this. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And, you know, it's six years later, seven years later now. Wow. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah, that's just, such, that's just so amazing. Wow, wow, wow. All right, well, what else do you have today? Oh, okay. So, yes, before we run out of time, I know a lot of people are watching... Uh, what's happening with Kerry Lake. And once again, we've got Mar Maricopa County. Okay. I'm not saying this is the person my dad was prophesying. And I throw my head back dramatically because I've gotten this wrong before. And because there's a lot of, of, of women who write in and say, I believe I'm the Esther. And although I don't think that they're the particular figure my dad was talking about, I do feel that there is the spirit of Esther uh, amongst women of God, which is a necessity right now to counter this liberal women yeah. that are pro-abortion, highly sexualized, hmm. just everything the opposite of what you would want a lady or a woman to represent. So God needs women to be raised up who will represent him and his will. And so I think there is that spirit of Esther upon to any woman listening to me now and you Maybe you're mad. You say, Donna, I'm the Esther. It's not Carrie. Like, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. I really do believe that there's a spirit of Esther, a spirit of King David. And these are a necessity. So there are going to be people who are figureheads that represent that, who are leaders. But there, there are those that carry that spirit and that message. And that's just as important. So, but I did look again at the Esther prophecy that I have. And I met Carrie Lane this past weekend. And I shared this prophecy with her. And she said, I hope it's me, but if it isn't, I hope the right person comes in. And that was just the perfect answer she could have given me. Yeah. Just completely humble and submitting to the will of God. If it's me, I'll do it. If it's not, get the right person in and I'll help that person. Yeah. So I, I just love that attitude. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just put this because I hit, I kind of didn't hide it away, but I didn't play or feature this prophecy, not on the tour too much with Reawaken America, but on that tour, I haven't really it too much just because i there was so much uncertainty but yeah. now we are in the middle of the presidency so he saw you'll see it now the president will come and he saw the middle of the presidency you see him sort of struggling again getting confused remember i did with another two terms or two yeah, terms right because he's not sure what is happening so he didn't see everything he never saw everything god right. really glimpses but he saw enough that we can now in 2022 know that okay if Trump were to run in 2024 and win, we are then in the middle of the middle yeah. of the presidency because we're in the middle of Biden's presidency, right? And we had the midterms and look what happened with Kerry Lake. So I think it's worthy of note and to look at again. So let's play the Esther prophecy video, which should be, let me check the number. Yeah. All right, cool. Here we go. Deliver us now. Deliver us. Bring deliverance, Lord. Deliver us from this enemy that is prepared as endeavor to handicap us. And Lord, the betrayal that has been so evident in the White House, bring that to an end.
I see a president that shall come. And this is not to speak bad about this one. There is a president who come, who will come. And God says he will have absolutely no fear. Absolutely no fear. Will be decisive, make decisions. And then in the middle of the of, of the restoration of America rapidly because of a source of energy that shall come quickly and because of medical breakthroughs and because of agreements between nations specifically China God said they shall say we never dreamed this would happen they said that this in Japan would never happen but God says listen to me as the beginning of the restoration as it begins there shall be a woman that shall rise up a woman that shall be strong in faith virtuous beautiful in eyes and her eyes shall be so beautiful her eyes shall be round and big I have crowned her says the Lord as I crowned Esther the people shall receive her for she shall have the oil of gladness for the pain and the mourning that has taken place and she shall pour out the oil is there some oil here please she shall pour out the oil on this nation and God says healing shall begin and then it shall flow rapidly schools will be free from potential damage and danger, shootings and murder, drug addiction, cartels shall be afraid of a woman. A woman anointed by God. A woman set aside. And God says they will say we hated her, but now we love her. For she shall take the oil of healing and she shall pour it upon the scars of those left and those right and of the new party that has come forth and emerged where they shall say Christ will reign and this we shall not implement at all socialism where we will where they have said we will make history without God no you will not no you will not says the Lord for I chose this nation before it was founded. Before anybody came here, I chose this entire nation, all 50 states, every one of them, to send my gospel to the entire earth. Do you think I have changed my mind? Therefore the healing that is necessary for this nation shall come at a time in the middle of the, of the presidency. There shall be a woman that shall come. And God said there shall be oil that shall be poured upon the nation. And they shall suddenly feel the healing. And they shall say it is well with my soul. It is well with our soul. For the soul of America has been corrupted. The soul of this nation has been corrupted with bitterness and anger. And God said she shall say no more bitterness. No more anger no more division and shall pour the oil that shall come from the spirit of the Lord himself if you as a nation believe it if you want this lift your voice and shout one more time time to say yes yes to Esther yes to Esther yes to Esther yes to Esther, yes, to Esther. Yes, to Esther. Yes, to Esther.
Wow. So that's pretty full. And I can yeah. sure imagine if it's 2011, yeah. a lot of that would not have made sense. But if we listen to that, it makes perfect sense. A new party, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think a conservative party that's not necessarily Republican. Right. Certainly aren't Democrat, but they don't like this. Uh, they believe in God and they believe in our freedom. And, yeah. and, and you know what? If a new party, I think we must be that close to a new party. You know, I, it wouldn't shock me at all that Trump comes on and says, let's start the, because your dad at one time named it the American Party, if I recall. Yes. It was, and if if Trump came along as a, for instance, and said, well, I'm going to start my own party, people would knock each other open over trying to run and get into into that party. I would. Because you know, the Republican be Party, I think, I think what the tactic is at this stage is to try to reform the Republican Party, because that's at least somewhere you can have hope. Yeah. You can't do it on the left. But even now, I mean, you're just seeing. But dad saw this in other prophecies. He kept seeing the exposure. Uh, he, I'm, I'm remembering this now as I'm sitting here. He said he's God is resting his feet upon nations. Like he's just, and it's, so it's not just America, but America is central. Because if America goes down, the rest of the world goes down. Like that's right. That's so right. that's why the fight is, you know, you'll see so many foreigners, you know, engaging in this battle that it's not an American problem. The goal is to take out America and um, the America that is their ultimate goal. And the easiest thing to do is to divide us. And, you know, I've been I've been telling people the best thing you can do is stop looking like if you look at the people on the left who attack us and they're so awful and we get so upset. You have to remember, um, you know, imagine if you were that person. Like, let's say you didn't have the background you have. You don't have the you didn't have the information. You think you're right. Yeah. You know, so stop seeing them as like some guy, because, you know, I I see them trying to instigate civil war. It's, it looks right. like they're trying Very clear. It would be so easy to take over this country if Americans actually went to war with each other. But, you know, it hasn't happened and it hasn't happened because Americans don't want that. Not on the left or the right. None of us right. want a civil war. That is right. absurd, especially in this day and age. It is not going to happen. It's not going to be a civil war. And I think that's what we need to keep praying to people for people. Uh, people need to keep praying for that. Like keep, we're keeping our eye on certain prayer points that that you know this is something so much. It's gone beyond partisan, and I think a lot of people who, if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, Twitter files and all kinds of things are happening. You you can see now, and uh, God promised through my dad that all of this would be exposed, and ultimately there would be no more corruption in the White House to get the corruption out of the White House is, is what he said. And uh, that God was doing certain things and allowing certain things so that this goal could be accomplished. And so it is hopeful. You know, I, I, I hear you about the red pill thing and, and, you know, it can get quite frightening and then you feel helpless and you feel like everything's trust God. Because one thing God said through my dad, through all of this was he had a plan and it was his plan. He was allowing certain things and he is in control. And what needs to be exposed will be exposed. And America is going to come out of this. You saw him saying restoration. You saw him seeing this remnant of people who would rise up and fight this. And so I have joined the Reawaken America tour. I've been on the tour. That's been one great example to me of like prophecy fulfillment because dad saw that remnant, that little band of people. That's good. Traveling around the country. And so it's been really good for me to be able to have that experience because I wasn't used to talking in front of large crowds. 
uh, and having to carry it. Like I had spoken to people with dad, but I'd never done that on my own where I had to carry it. And right. I'm really still not. I mean, dad's in the videos and I'm just guiding people along, but it's such yeah. an honor. And it's been, it's been great for me to develop the relationships and to just witness. And I think that's why God put me there so that the things that I probably wouldn't have known or seen because yeah. I now know these people and I can pick up my phone and call Roger Stone and say, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have such a, I have a lovely relationship with Roger Stone. We've become good friends. Yeah. You know, he's a very unique human, but he is, uh, you know, I believe that he is the stone that dad spoke about. That's right. Yeah. He said, yeah. The simple stone. And the confidence. Wasn't there, was it, was it Kim that said something about when the stone, something, something, what, what, what did that line go? Do you remember? I mean, we, how, what did he say about the stone? Do you remember? Well, what he said was, it, it was in the, the prophecy from February 22nd of 2014, which interestingly enough was right around the time of Maidan in Ukraine. But he said, uh, uh, they will say, what is your plan for this giant? He saw a, a, a David figure, yeah. giants, not just one, but giants. He called them the brothers of Goliath, stand in glee, and they'll cripple you. They want to cripple you. We're going to steal your, your, your uh, I forget the words now, but, but it was all about debt and economy and, and finances, but other things as well. So I think he saw multiple multiple giants, multiple things that would be faced. And he said, in the prophecy, he said, and he'll hold up a simple stone. And my dad said, remember the name. That's right. He'll hold it up and they will laugh at him. But God says the plan is so brilliant. It could only have come from me. And so I know Roger doesn't know what that is. Right. Um, and I know he's got all kinds of plans, but he's a brilliant political strategist. And then you go, you look at someone like General Flynn, who is a military strategist. Sure. Like God put these people into place, these who seem like an odd group. You know, you look at Patrick Byrne, for instance. They just you just throw Patrick Byrne in the in the mix. And Mel Kay, I saw your interview with Mel Kay, yeah. Kay by the way. I love her. Oh, and I, I say I, she is. I want to have her on and interview her with these prophecies. I absolutely love Mel Kay, and I, anybody hasn't checked her out, you should. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, this interesting group of people that God's put together that you would never have found together prior to this, including no. me. Yeah. But uh, the good thing is that we've developed good relationships and we're in completely different worlds and God's bringing those worlds together. God is handling this. God has this under control. And I know it seems so slow moving and tedious, Um but it's actually, it's just because we're in it and yeah. you're just not knowing what to expect. And so you need to be active yourself. Anybody watching, be, don't just sit back and think, well, everything's going to be fine. God handles, God wants us to be a part of this. In some of those prophecies, dad addressed this while prophesying and said, uh, one thing that God said through my dad was, um, why is God doing this? Because in darkness, I'm trying to remember the words as I hesitate. Because in darkness, faith grows. That's right. You did say that. Faith grows. So there is a part of us. Remember, Dad used to have that song, Faith is Action? Mm -hmm. Faith is Action. I've been telling everybody this song. That's what I think he needs from us. 
and not just um, not just when it comes to the stuff going on in the world and the politics and the drama and all, but in our own lives, each and every one of our own lives, God wants a relationship with us. He doesn't That's want right. you to rely on a prophet. He wants you to hear from him yourself, thus being a prophetic people. Because if we're all hearing from God independently ourselves, then we are re- we'll recognize when we're in the right place at the right time. And then we can come to agreement on mass. And I, I you know, if when dad used to prophesy online, because he traveled the world and he would go from church to church. Then they started going online. They were one of the first ministries to That's stream true. live. That's true. He was. 2005, six, something. Yeah. Like no one was doing that. Dad did it. And, um, you know, uh, that was also pretty incredible. How prophetic. It was. Yeah, no one else was doing that. You know what? No one else was doing it at all. The difference was that now instead of having, being in one church, in one region, with one group of people who were all in agreement, because dad would be prophesying and he would tell the people, pray with me, pray with me. He needed that agreement because the more agreement he had, the more he could see. It it allowed that to just open up that he could see more and prophesy. And so... um, when he went online, think about the magnitude of that. People from all over the world, Middle East, Europe, China, all over Asia, Africa, Canada, South America, I mean, everywhere, India, people were watching from all over the world, hundreds of thousands yeah. to millions of people at a time. And so when he was prophesying live and he was saying, pray with me, and all those people were praying with him, look what he got. Look how much God started to, it was just, it was the most incredible thing that, that now you can actually look and say, I, I don't know many prophets who could do what Kim Clement did. It's That's because right. of that unique situation. And God did all that. My dad was an obedient servant and he was bold, full of faith. So good. So good. Donnie, thanks for coming and, and sharing that with us. I'm always buoyed up. I'm encouraged and built up and reminded of my friend Kim. You know, I miss him greatly. I know you obviously do. But, you know, he's prophesying from heaven. I absolutely know that, you know. And I was giving the Lord a little prayer petition and say, would you have him prophesy some more, even to, for today's show, because, you know, Donnie's on there. And I know God answers those kind of prayers. And yes. Kim loves his family from afar now, but not really afar, is he? He's kind of with us. So, Okay, great. So good. And, yeah, that one thing where he – I thought I would uh, – I had tried to write it down, or maybe I just remembered it, but he said, in darkness – Faith grows, and I thought, well, I never realized that in darkness. But he, those were profound truths that would pop in his head, and that was a, that was so true. So, well, I look forward to many more times. God Thank bless you, you. Uh, Donay. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks yes, for bringing Christmas. all this stuff, and we'll get more videos uh, next time. And uh, I love, love, love these. And by the way, when you bring us these reminder videos as well, some of them were reminded. Every time you do that, I'm going. Oh, we needed that reminder. That's what he said. That's when he said it. So lots of good instruction today. So well done. And I was going to say this a few minutes ago. You really rose to the occasion when when the prophet had a word that that Donne and and uh, I forget all the, what how he said it, but you really did. You stepped up and you became a public figure, probably almost unwillingly at first. Yes, I <laughs> But you became a very well. Um, sought after public figure now so it'll never be taken from you i can tell you that so all right well god bless you have a great christmas i don't talk with you before give our love to your mom and family 
Have a great day, everybody. Let's see. This is Friday, so Monday is with Johnny Inlow Unfiltered. We will see you all on Monday. God bless. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.